do you have a drink? Because if you don't, go and pour one. Because this is the time of year when you can say, Fuck it, it's Christmas. Yes! I'm officially <sighs> off work now. I am not. But... Yeah. <sighs> but never mind. It's less than a week. And... Never mind. I think I'm a little bit drunk. Um, this is Ben's Bedtime Stories, where I tell Ben a bedtime story. I'm Ben. That's Ben. And I'm going to read you a bedtime story. Are you ready? I'm born ready. This is a Christmas story, and it's very happy, and nobody dies. Why are you lying for? Lying. Ugh. Right. It's brutal. It's not nice. It's horrible. Also, mm-hmm. I've been drinking pink gin and lemonade, and now I'm on cider. Oh, you little girl. <clears throat> so, what? I might burp quite a lot. Oh, fair enough. Bermanoof. Now, this is not something you get on a professional podcast, but guess what? It's not professional. It's not a professional podcast. And it's not a podcast. If you want a professional podcast, get the fuck out of here. It is a podcast, but it's not professional. Okay. Um... This is in a place called Germanton in North Carolina. Um, a man called Charles Lawson. He was born in 1886 and he was one of 11 children. Ouch. Uh, he got married to a woman called Franny Manring <laughs> <laughs> in 1911. That's a great second name. You don't hear that these days. You don't get enough surnames that match the first names either. Oh. Like Franny Manny. <laughs> Franny Manny. They had eight children. However, the third child, called William, who was born in 1914, died of a some sort of short illness in 1920. But, at the time, um, infanticide? No, that's where you kill an infant, isn't it? Yeah. Inside. Um, child mortality rates were pretty high. It was something like 60-70% of all kids um, died by the age of five back then. Oh. So, mm, yeah. Correct. So I feel like they did well to get seven. Seven out of eight. Not but bad. I might be giving potential killers a little bit too much credit. Okay. But go on. There we go. So, yeah, they had seven children. And they worked as tobacco farmers, and they had this idea that they were gonna they were gonna save up and they were gonna have their own farm one day. And by 1927, um, Charlie had saved up enough for his own farm on Brook Cove Road, and money was pretty tight. It just about covered the mortgage for this house. And however much they were being charged for the mortgage on this house was too much. Imagine like a very wooden building with a brick chimney on one side and um, it it looks like it's been ramshackled together. Like there's gaps in between all the boards on the house. It's, eh, it's paying too much, whatever it was. Um, he supposedly was a bit of a strict father, but I mean, they probably all were back then. And um, I think he was... It, it was a, a known thing that he would beat his kids. Um, however, the eldest lad, Arthur, was quite tall. 
and then one day I think he did something like literally took this belt or whatever it was and literally like snapped it in half and was like you're not doing that to me anymore because I was going to say like kids are little dicks but you know that's fine you can stand up to your parents if they're beating you that's not cool especially with a belt I mean, yeah. how do you how do you snap the belt as well? I'm not sure. I just remember hearing questions. somewhere that he he like snapped it in half or like broke <laughs> I it over his towel knee. <laughs> snapped his blanket in half. <clears throat> Bless you. Sorry, I shouldn't sneeze in a professional class, but guess what? It's not professional. <laughs> not professional. Um, so uh, a couple of weeks before Christmas in 1929, because it's a Christmas story. The uh, the dad, Charlie, takes his family out and it's unusual for them to have done this because they didn't have much spare money, but he bought them. All of them had a brand new set of clothes and then they went into a photographer's and they had a family portrait taken and you can probably find this on Google Images. They look so happy <laughs> in their family portrait. Like, if... I mean, you could almost confuse it for those pictures you see of Victorians when they when they take like post-death photos. They don't look very lively. Yeah, but at that um, time, you it was like felt that you couldn't smile in photos oh, and stuff, yeah, weren't no. it? Because like it would like trap your soul and stuff. Really? Is that what they thought? Uh, yeah, at one point. Oh. Or like, it was like Satan getting out or some shit like that. I can't remember exactly what the what the thought process on it was. But you remember in A Million Ways to Die in the West? Yes. Um, when they're like, never smile in a photo. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's something to do with that. I think because from the point that they smile to the point the photo gets taken, so say if they go from not smiling to smiling like last minute, for example, mm. because the cameras took like eight or nine seconds to like capture the image at that point, it wasn't like an instantaneous capture. No. Um, they had this thing where it was like... Oh, where it would go like all blurry because it hadn't... Well, it would try... It would like capture their sort of like... If they smile for a photo and like ching and then they stop smiling... Yeah. It would like capture their resting face as well as their yeah. smiling face. So it'd be like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Look I'm up some photos of... That, yeah. That sounds fun. That's a rabbit hole to go down. Okay. So... Um... The children they had in this photo, along with Charlie and Fanny. Um, oh, I put Franny. Is it Franny or Fanny? I mean, you're the one telling me the story. You can't be asking me these questions. We'll call her Fanny, because it's funnier. Um, there was Marie, who was 17. Arthur, who was 16. Carrie, who was 12. Maybelle, who was 7. James, who was 4. Raymond, who was 2. And Mary Lou, the baby, was only 4 months old at this point. Um... So yeah, lovely family photo that they had taken. That was a, a good day out for them. And then obviously a couple of weeks later is Christmas Day. And they all wake up in the morning and they have a few little presents, I guess, whatever they could afford at the time. Um, I, I've put Fanny twice, we're going with Fanny. So um, Fanny is making breakfast for everyone and she is making for what I'm assuming is like their Christmas pudding dessert thing, a layer cake. And it's like covered in icing and it has raisins all on the top. And I guess that was, you know, maybe exciting for them because it must have been, you know. A treat, um, right? Yeah, like a, like a treat, yeah. So 
uh, Charlie and Arthur are going to go rabbit hunting and it's when it's only when Arthur realises actually he's quite low on ammo that he probably needs to nip into town and go and get some more um, do you think that's big business ammo on Christmas day I would have assumed that they would have shut gun shops Christmas day but there we go that's what he's doing I think you've got to, you've got to differentiate the times from what it was back then to what it is now like it's a far more commercial thing nowadays mm. isn't it Christmas and like there's an expectation like a societal expectation that Christmas you know everything shuts and people oh, go spend yeah. time with their families and you do your presents and you do Christmas in a certain way but obviously like this is fucking hundred, like, over a hundred years ago so it's yeah. a completely different world okay so he that's his idea he's going to go into town he's going to pick up some more ammo and uh, they've got a barn on their farm, on the field. So Charlie goes out to the barn um, to go and find his shotguns Sorry. that he needs for um, rabbit hunting. Carrie and Maybell, the 12 and 7 year old, are getting ready to go and visit their aunt and uncle who lives down the road because it's Christmas Day and they want to go visit family. Um, so they walk down the road past the barn and this is where the dad, Charlie, is waiting for them laying in the field with his shotgun. And it's snowing. Um, that's just a little thing to add. It's snowing. So he... So it's Christmas. It's Christmas! But it's not a happy Christmas story, I'm afraid. He shoots both the girls. And then he goes over to their bodies. And to check that they are dead, he bludgeons them with the butt of the shotgun. Lovely. Um picks up their bloody bodies and drags them through the snow into the barn and he lays them there and crosses their arms in front of them and he puts some stones underneath their heads almost like pillows so they just look like they're kind of resting sleeping but bludgeoned and shot to death so he takes his shotguns and he starts heading back towards the house and Fanny is out on the porch just getting some firewood for the fire and she can see him like coming towards him and it's only when he gets close enough to her that she realizes actually something's wrong and as she turns to go back into the house um he shoots her in the back and then as she's laying there in the doorway again bludgeons her with the butt of his shotgun and marie who is inside she sees this and starts screaming so he shoots her and goes yes, over sir. and bludgeons her to death as well. James and Raymond, the... Let me check. James is for Raymond's two. So they're sitting on the floor as well, like, playing with their toys. They see all of this. And they both go and run and hide underneath the stove. He shoots them and drags them out and bludgeons them to death. And then he goes over to the crib where the four-month-old baby is, doesn't shoot her, just bludgeons her to death. Um, he drags all of the bodies in front of the fireplace and puts head like stones underneath their heads and crosses all their arms, lays them all out weirdly. Ugh. There we go. So that's all that horrible bit done. Uh, they had um, a young lad who was a neighbour... Um, came over to play that morning with the children and he was walking home and 
he as he was walking home he heard the screaming and saw charlie shoot fanny at the porch so he runs home and says to his mum and dad charlie lawson is shooting all of his family and killing them and that's when they sprint off and go and tell their neighbors round everyone up they will grab their guns um we're having us a shootout yeah (laughs) America. <laughs> <laughs> and gossip travels fast because Arthur is in town picking up his ammo and he overhears people saying Charlie Lawson is shooting his family and killing them all and he says to he's someone like, God damn I'm gonna need so much more ammo now <laughs> He's like, Well it can't be because I was literally just with them Um so he rushes back to the house. Charlie's brother, who lives in the same town, he hears and he rushes to the house to go and see what's happening. And um, he is on the porch of the house and he is trying to stop people. He's standing there with his gun, trying to stop people go into the house to see what's going on because people are nosy and they're waiting there for the police. <laughs> hey, this guy's just shot his wife and kids. Sure Can't have a look. We better go right there then. I mean, well, he shot his own wife and children. I mean, he's almost definitely not going to shoot us. Yeah, so some fuck, I think some of them must what be like people. Yeah, like fair enough, the ones turning out to be like, "Hey, you can't kill your kids. That's fucking sick and wrong. I'm gonna shoot you for that." But mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a little bit weird. But you know, America. Yeah. Um, but to have like that mentality to be like, "Oh, t- let's, let's go." Well, I mean, I know they didn't have TV back then. It's alright for us. We're desensitized. <laughs> yeah, we are. But then that would have I don't know. But then I guess. Nobody would have thought Gee, that it was I bad. I haven't had this much fun. I haven't had this much fun. I can't even finish that Do sentence. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> what were you going to say? I haven't had this much fun since we've seen them two fellas getting raped in the alleyway. <laughs> what is that from? Just a thing I just made up. Like, oh, fair enough. The, you know, I'm just about how they like like to go and look at all the depravity and stuff like that like they're, they're flocking towards oh yeah something horrible happening for entertainment because they don't have tvs back then no which is proof that as humans we are just interested in things that are not nice um but we'll get more of that later because yeah yeah so um they're waiting for the police to get there and there was a neighbor who came from opposite direction he passed the barn first and he saw in the snow like oh my god sorry i just missed a fucking sit go on um he saw in the snow pools of blood and drag marks to the barn um the police finally arrive at the house and they go in and there is blood everywhere it is exactly as you'd imagine just like something out of a horror So Arthur um, he manages to get back to the house and he just about sees his mum's feet at the doorway and he has to be restrained and held back from going in. Like They don't want him to see what's happened inside to his family. And this is when everyone's thinking, well, okay, the only person we can't find is Charlie. So knowing that this is what he's done, we need to find him. Um, and it is only when they see... Uh, the family's dogs running out of the woods that they go into the woods and they find um, Charlie slumped against a tree 
there's footprints in the snow around the tree to look as if he's been pacing round and round the tree for a little while. Um, and he's shot himself. So he took his dogs into the woods. Um, he'd left one of his shotguns behind and took a different one because he had used it to bludgeon his family to death so badly the barrel was actually bent. Fucking hell. Um, so yeah, he left that on the floor back at the house and had taken a different one. They found two notes that he'd written on the back of receipts and the only words they could make out was troubles can cause and no one to blame. Um, Which, uh, make of that what you will. You're clearly out of his fucking... I mean, you can't... Well, people think that you can, but I, I, I struggle to think anybody could do something like that without being completely out of their fucking mind anyway, but that's that's a good indication. Yeah. Uh, so... Do we know much about his background in terms of, like, apart from the fact that he had strict parents? Not really, no. There's not much on it, not that I could find. Um, he... Yeah, so the, the family, and I think this is quite nice that they did this um not this bit let's start from the beginning so in the family's funeral they were all dressed in the brand new clothes they'd had done from the portrait which makes me think oh did he know he was going to do that there and then is that why he bought them new clothes i don't know but that's just my thought on it um they they were all buried in a family plot together and Fanny was buried holding, what's her name, Ma uh, Mary Lou. She was buried holding Mary Lou the baby in her arms. They actually exhumed William's grave and he was buried with them as well. So he was back with his family, which I think is, is really nice they did that. Um, supposedly there was about 5,000 people that came to their funeral. Um, because I think everyone was just going mad over this because it is a little bit crazy and very similar to and how also, no TV <laughs> no yeah they so Netflix back then they, they couldn't, couldn't just, just go put on watch, Christmas like, with the cranks you know no or just put on a bit of cold case files like they had to we get are on their... very different wavelengths <laughs> well we are on two if there was a family murder ways. and your first thought is Christmas film then yeah but i mean if it's a family murder first of all it's not going to be tv is it i guess but no but would your first thought be i've got to get i've got to see what's going on would you go down there i wouldn't be like oh yeah tell me what let's watch more of this kind of horrible work okay so people were so obsessed with this they were trying to get into the house they wanted to see some shit uh and they didn't have such thing as crime scene clear up people I follow quite a few of them on Instagram it's kind of quite cool to um, look people are weird and they like shit like this seeing crime scenes cleaned up like the stuff they have to deal with there wasn't any of that back then so Charlie's brother whose name was Marion um, <laughs> I don't know why I find that really funny they had to clean up the house and because it was a snowy cold winter the blood was actually frozen to the, like, the walls and floors and it had to be chipped off with a shovel and then they took it all outside and buried it. Which, how gross is that? Like, I don't know, just shards of blood. Burying the blood. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to... 
just I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah. Um, there was still a mortgage on this house that needed to be paid. Maybe things didn't get let off when you died years ago. I don't know. But they decided to. People were so it obsessed still kind with of it. Doesn't. Like, imagine if someone's got to be like responsible for that agreement at some point. You have to have like obviously life insurance and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Maybe they didn't have life insurance. I'd have thought they'd have life insurance back then, wouldn't they? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, anyway, they knew that they had to pay the mortgage on this house. So, with all the people that were interested in going to that house, they thought, sod it, we'll start charging them. And they can tour this murder house. So, it was 25 cents to go and have a look around this house and see where this horrific thing happened. Um, and people started to want to take things from the house because... I mean, some people like having weird, morbid things. Um, they they actually had to... Like in um, Muppet Christmas Carol, when they're like, Oh, you're back from the death house. <laughs> yes. That was a bad impression. But... Yes, I know what you mean. Um, do you remember I said she was making a cake like Christmas morning? They actually had to cover that in glass because people were stealing the raisins off the top of the cake. And like keeping them as little trinkets from that house. How weird is that? Weird. Very weird. Um, so yeah, they they covered that with a glass top, so nobody could do that. Um, so the theories on why they think this happened: um, Charlie suffered a head injury. Um, I did read that it was from a pickaxe to the back of the head, like an accident at work. Um, a few months prior to the murders and people have said that his personality changed he seemed a bit off which we know is very common with murderers yeah however when he was when the autopsy was done his brain was removed and they didn't find anything unusual so it was preserved in case they could send it to someone else to find out but i'm also thinking science didn't know as much over a hundred years ago, so maybe they might have found something new today, or might have just lazily slapped some psychotic tag on it and moved on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sixty years later, there was two people that were writing a book about this case, and a member of the Lawson family. Because remember, there was still Arthur that survived this. Um, so the Lawson family carried on. There was a member of the Lawson family that um, contacted the people writing this book and they said, I know why it happened. And they claim that uh, Marie, who was one of the eldest daughters, let me just check that. I'm sure she was one of the old. Yeah, she was 17. Um, she was pregnant and Charlie was the father, which is her dad. And they managed to contact and track down Marie's best friend at the time, who was Ella Mae Johnson. And she said, yeah, that's true. We had a sleepover two weeks before she was murdered. And Marie told me that she was pregnant. And Charlie said, if you tell anyone, then they'll be kill and done. So that might have been so the really reason. So really, it's her fault. You know, can't say she weren't warned. That... <laughs> is not what we're taking from this I mean if he says look you tell him when there's killing done she tells someone people get killed I feel like you've got a certain amount of responsibility on yourself, but just 
We're going to ignore that. <laughs> um, well, I'm assuming that means that her dad must have been grooming her. It doesn't sound like it's a, just a... Just. It doesn't sound like it's a consensual, incestuous relationship, does it, if she's confiding in a friend like that? She really should know better. He did say, look, there'll be killing done. I feel like you need to stop. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got to stop making the same joke. I don't mean that at all. I so just say things. You do. So um, the the book was published and it was called White Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Because it was a white and bloody Christmas. It was. And yeah, so Arthur, who was the only living um, person from this family, he got the money from all the house stores, so I guess he was able to pay all the um, mortgage and stuff. He met a girl and fell in love with her, but when he asked the girl to marry him, the girl's family said no because... You got crazy in family tree. Yeah, um, so he wasn't allowed to. But he did meet another girl, fell in love with her and got married and had kids. However, he tragically died in a car crash in 1945, so that's quite sad. Um, surprisingly, I don't know how it took this long, but the, the Lawson house collapsed in the 70s, just fell apart. Why that didn't happen, you know, like, the day they moved in, I don't know, because it, it I don't know what's holding that thing together. <laughs> um, they also tore down the barn, and weirdly they decided to use all of the wood from the house and barn to try and build a bridge somewhere near, not far. Um, and I don't fucking believe this kind of shit, but supposedly the bridge is haunted and people have claimed to have heard a woman screaming and children laughing. And if you stop on the bridge, then condensation forms on your windows and children's handprints appear on the windows. But, um, I don't fucking believe that shit. And that bridge has also been torn down since. And what became of that lovely fingered cake with all the raisins missing on it it was eventually auctioned off and i was so worried what you were going with lovely fingers <laughs> <laughs> um no yeah the cake was eventually auctioned off and a woman called myrtle brown bought it uh, myrtle buying the ah, cake. myrtle and what did she do with that cake she went into the woods and she threw it away so, Why did she buy it then? I don't know. What the fuck? I really don't know. What a weird bit of What a stupid hey, thing yes, to well, do. Hey, guess what? I just gone and done bought. Yeah, like, I bought this <laughs> and cake. And I gone and done throwing it away because that was a bad thing that happened. Probably cost me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. But, and that is the, unfortunately, <sighs> really not very happy story of the Lawson Christmas Family Day murders. Uh so um sorry to bum you out but i i don't know um, freezing <laughs> it's uh it's so sad isn't it like the poor kids i can't imagine how horrific that must have been to not only see all that happening but to see your dad just turn like that and especially to be like imagine being a survivor as well oh uh, yeah nah like, imagine the survivor's guilt yes yeah that's a real thing people get that I know, it's the name of a rise against some as well, which is a great tune. Oh, okay. Um, Slightly relevant. Yeah. I think it's people who come back from war. Oh, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, that's definitely they, a big they, thing. They, they, like a, they like to talk about like war and soldiers and stuff like that a little bit. They're not. I think they. they think they're quite lefty, but. Oh. Uh, ben. <laughs> Andrea, I warned you and I warned the listeners about this very exact situation. God's sake. Um. So there's your happy Christmas story. Uh, do you have a happy thought? Um. Yeah. It's only a few days till Christmas. It's great. I mean, I've got loads of happy thoughts. Naturally, I've got a football one because we do this on a Sunday. I feel like that's a big part of the reason why that my happy thought is always a football one. That and the fact that I'm always doing football things. Like right that's now, true. I'm playing FIFA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like just overall, like doing this on a Sunday is nine times out of ten always going to be good. Like even if, for example, we lost the game like we did the other week, I was still happy thought because it was just good to be back. But, like, today we won against a team that beat us the other week. That's um, good. A couple of weeks ago. Um, and it was a fucking outstanding performance. Um, and Liverpool won this weekend. And Kettering won this weekend. And just, you know, all oh, our teams all winning right. at the same time. And, yeah, and work was really good as well. It's another happy thought. Did a, ha- had a really good week with sales. And I managed to help my best friend find a house. Uh, and successfully put an offering for him. Um... And it, yeah, just wicked. Just a really positive week. And now I'm off work until Christmas and Woo! beyond. And I'm just going to just relax and finally take some time off because I haven't taken any this year whatsoever. No. Really. Well, I've had the odd day here or there. Like, but not like some a sort of like, proper break. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'll take a half day and I'll help you go to the doctors or something. Yes. It weren't like an no. like actual proper break because COVID cancelled our... Our holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bastard. Thanks, yes. China. Yeah. <laughs> bat eating. Is it really from a bat? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it was. I was just rephrasing that uh, Nigel Farage thing tweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, China. Christmas cancel. Thanks, China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a piece of shit. Um, I'm trying to think what my happy thought is. I'm very stressed right now. There's a lot of things I need to do before Christmas. Yeah, but there's a lot of good things coming up before Christmas. So. That's true. I My happy thought is that I am just so excited. I want to watch everyone open their presents now. Cause my happy thought is that I've won Christmas. Dad, fuck off. I've won Christmas. I've won Christmas. If we haven't said, Christmas is a competition in this household. And me and Ben spoil each other on. And it is a battle. I think overall I'm up. I feel like we need to sit down and do a tally over the last eight or nine years and figure out who's actually won Christmas because this, is, this is year nine. This year, this year, I've won. No, you haven't. I've won. You've not won. By the time our next episode is here, we'll be able to tell you who's won. So... Put, on, put a poll on the group. Yeah. Who do you think won Christmas? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. And all nine of our listeners, I'd expect a vote. Yes. Even though people, uh, people switch off at that. Yeah, I bet they do. Like, people are like, oh, do you know what? I'm I've had enough now. We've heard the story. Team. Go away. Doesn't I don't matter. want to hear that. Yeah. I'm not here for the so football. At this point, we're really just talking about self. Yeah. Just great. I just mm. love it. Um, have a lovely Christmas, whatever you are doing. Unless you're going out for a snowy walk to see you out in your uncle. In which case, just be careful. Around a seagull? <laughs> to see your auntie and uncle. Oh, yeah. No. Don't, yeah. And if your dad is walking off to the barn, maybe just barricade that door and call the police. And if you're from the UK and your dad goes out to pick up ammo, you, I mean, that's alarming. That's, a, that's a big, big red, flag. red flag. Yeah, we don't have that here, thankfully. 
Um, and we do, but it's illegal. So you know, call the police on the motherfucker. Yeah. Don't worry about ruining Christmas. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, drink lots, eat lots, enjoy your presents. If if you haven't sport the person you love, well, that's on you. Yeah, you should really just take a leave. <laughs> And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Um, okay, guys. Actually, the tilted axis is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> <coughs> and we'll I've see got you. <coughs> oh, COVID. Get away, Rona. We'll see you next week. I think we should end with it. Rather than a goodbye, we'll just end with me just coughing down the mic. No, <laughs> let's not. Let's not do that. I feel like I'm not going to give you a choice. <laughs> Lovely. Um... <coughs> oh. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>